It's Robin Marshall. Sugar Mom. Today, I want to mention one thing first. I'm just tired of doing what everybody tells me to do. Solicit people to leave reviews and click the gold stars on your podcast. It's the only way we're going to know how well you're doing. Well, guess what? I'm sick of doing it. If you want to leave a review, you leave a review. I don't care at this point. If you don't like it, I think I'd hear about it eventually because they'd take me off the air. So do with it what you may. What I want to talk to you about today is sex. I've always been this woman. And, you know, I'm pretty sure I'm speaking for you too. But I have been filled with passion my whole life. And if it's not coming out of my fingertips, if it's not coming out of my throat through a song or my mouth into a microphone on air or in a piece of paper or typed on a screen, anything that has to do with passion, a book, a song, sex, I'm bursting to the brim, like overflowing. And when I'm with a man that compliments me in that way, somebody that appreciates what I do, I'm unstoppable, just unstoppable. And I feel grateful and lucky to have been that person my whole life. I've taught my kids to be that way, not just sexually, but Anything you do, pour your heart and soul into it. Give every drop of passion you've got to any project that you are a part of. Make it work. And more often than not, we don't have to make it work because it just does. So, specifically talking about sex, one of the first things my ex-husband said to me while we were dating was, You know, back in the 70s, you probably slept with half the continental United States. (laughs) You know, it's not that I'm bragging, but it was the 70s. And we tried new things. How do you think we got to be as good as we are today? We tried new things. We experimented. And there were drugs, you know, quaaludes. Damn, what I'd pay for one today. Just one. He doesn't even have to have one. Just me. Call me a bit selfish, but where do we get those drugs anyway? Mexico? Anyway, sex was always a big part of my life. Huge. Like every day. While dating him, there wasn't a day that went by I didn't have sex with him. Any other man in my life that I was involved with, One, two, three times a day, wake up in the morning, go to bed, come home for lunch. It was just something I enjoyed. And speaking from their perspective, I didn't see any complaints. But that's just that passion. And I never needed any help. And I never needed stimulation in a way that I couldn't manufacture in my own head. You know, I was always the curious type. If I wasn't with somebody steadily, I was so curious that I would go out and find somebody to satisfy me, or better yet, that I could satisfy him. How sexy is it to be able to take off your clothes in front of a stranger, one piece at a time, and have his eyes glued to you? Like you know you have his attention. 
you know it. One button slowly at a time, with music in the background. Maybe you even dance while you're taking your clothes off. How hot is that? It's like doing something like that just knowing that he's sitting there watching me. I don't even need him to touch me after that. I've got myself turned on. That's the kind of woman I am. And so, then you find that perfect relationship where you do have sex two and three times a day and you just feel sexy and you feel seductive and you feel like there's nothing you can do that's wrong. Anywhere you touch him, you know how to make him jump or squirm or want you or grab you. He knows your hot spots. You can't wait for him to get home. It's the best feeling in the world. If you've been married for quite a while and you've lost that feeling, what do you do to get it back? Do you just keep on keeping on and think to yourself, well, at least I have this? (laughs) That's ridiculous. Come on now. You're a strong woman just like I am. That's total weakness and giving in. You've got to talk to him. You've got to reinvent your sex life. You can't spend the next 20 years doing it this way. Hell no. One position, every once in a great while you get lucky and you do something different. That's just mundane, routine, giving him what he's expecting. But let me tell you something. Chances are... He's getting it on the side, the stuff that he really likes. You know, the woman that dresses up for him in lingerie with garter belts and high heels and hot music. The woman that lays him down on the bed and pins his arms down so that he doesn't have to do any work. That's what he's looking for. And you know, if there's any part of you that thinks like a man... You're either dreaming about doing the same thing or you're doing the same thing. Picture it. A man who comes into your bedroom, looks at you, tells you to just take off your clothes slowly. After your clothes come off, he touches you. He takes his hands and he rubs them up and down your body. When was the last time you had anybody do that for you? made you feel like a porn star, just seductive, like oozing sex, somebody that just touched you and grabbed you and spun you around and kissed the back of your neck or put their hands in your hair and pulled. When did you ever have that? How long ago has it been? That should be what sex is all about. That's what our lifestyle should be. And then he turns you back around, he picks you up in the air, and he puts you on the bed. And then he slowly takes his clothes off, and you get to watch, and it becomes a visual, and it's visual stimulation. You can't wait for him to get into that bed. When was the last time you felt that? And maybe he takes your hands and arms and holds them down while he gets on top of you. How enticing and hot is that? 
Come on, these things don't have to just be fantasies. These can be realities on both parts. But the first thing, is it possible to do with the partner you have? Is it? Can you talk to each other and try new things without being embarrassed? Could you get up on a chair and dance for your partner? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, without breaking your neck. <laughs> Sex comes in many different colors. Why do you think there's Victoria's Secret? You can be any color of the rainbow you want at any night of the week. And believe me, it works. And you know what's even better? Let him go with you and pick it out. You know what fits and what doesn't fit. You know your sizes. All he has to do is point. Take it and get the matching bottom. And if you're lucky enough, you'll find a garter belt to go with it. Your mate will never look anywhere ever again. He already sees you in it. Because there's nothing hotter than having the person you really love be that person that can do it all. Do you know what it's like to live a double life? I don't know. You might have done it. I've done it. Not with my husband. I was faithful. But afterwards, you know, I would be with one or two people at the same time. And it's like you have to keep track. My God, I almost had to keep a journal. Not because I was, was with a million men, but because if I called one Dick and one Harry, you know, at the wrong time, it's not a good thing. It certainly is a buzz killer. But to have that relationship with the one person that you've already set your sights on, that you've already spent your years with, have that person turn around and become stimulating and capture your attention again and make you want to come home from work. There's nothing better. It's the perfect answer. But if it can't be done, you got to look elsewhere. You got to talk. If it doesn't work, you get divorced you move on. And then there's this other situation where you've had this beautiful sexual relationship with somebody. Like I said, you go to bed, you have sex. You wake up, you have sex. There's no resentment because you both want it just as badly as the other. Lunch, you have sex. And then all of a sudden, that person is gone. Gone. Something happened. Something happened to the relationship, so it ended. And not only was that person your sexual go-to person, that person was also your best friend or the person you spent every minute of your day with when you weren't working. So you wind up with nobody and nothing. Days go by and you feel your body changing. Not internally. It's more mentally. It's like, at first I thought I felt like I was becoming a prune, like drying up. Everything was shrinking inside of my body, like everything was turning inwards. It's such a sad state of affairs because I was so vibrant and virile and ready. And he was always so eager to grope and grasp, and grab. And now, I don't feel anything. 
I just don't. I don't feel anything inside my head, inside my heart. I don't even think I feel anything in my soul. Physically, physiologically, I feel the things that are supposed to be there. I still am very capable of getting ready on my own and knowing that I'll enjoy the physical part of things. But my head, it's just not into it. I mean, I am certainly not one to go through the motions. And I have a feeling you aren't either. And I don't know how to break free. So I've been thinking about this. And I wonder how you handle it. Do you continue to go out and meet new men? Do you take up some kind of a hobby to take your mind off of it and pour your passion elsewhere? Do you join a gym so you can at least look at people? See if people look at you? It's sort of like, I don't even feel pretty anymore. I don't feel tempting. I don't feel like the forbidden apple to anybody anymore. I need that. I need to be looked at, watched. I need to be able to turn somebody on. Don't you? Doesn't it turn you on more to know that you're turning somebody else on? That's the whole part that I'm missing. I went to a bar the other night on a date, (laughs) dressed in a short white dress, tight, beautiful, you know, white heels. I really did look good, as good as I get, sitting at the bar with this date. And the more we talk, the more I realize this is not working. He's led me to believe that he's attracted to me, which is nice. That's part of what I'm looking for. But he's very cocky and very, like, I told him I was wearing a dress. And he says, well, I don't own dressy clothes anymore. I live the casual lifestyle. And But you go ahead and you wear your dress and I'll I'll take care of my own. So if somebody said that to you, wouldn't you think, okay, he's giving me permission to wear my dress, which I really don't need, but it would be nice to look like we're from the same party, that he would probably dress in a sports coat or something like that. Well, when I walked in, I spotted him at the bar and I sat down and I look and I see he's wearing blue jeans, cowboy boots, I'll give him that, and just like a frumpy button-down shirt. And the first thing I said to him was, apparently I'm overdressed. And he says, why, you look beautiful. I said, but I look overdressed in comparison to you. I mean, I'm not saying you look sloppy, but we certainly don't look like we belong. Now, I don't know if most women would talk that way, but come on, this is a blind date. This is somebody I met from a dating site. I spelled it out ahead of time. What the hell could he be thinking? So we talked a bit more. I overlooked it. He's got a yacht. He's looking for a cruise buddy. And, you know, it sounded appealing to me, to tell you the truth. I liked him in spite of the fact that he showed up the way he showed up. And the more we talked, the more I realized this was more of a trade deal where he let it be known that, you know, you can spend two weeks on a boat and it's 
60 feet long, and it may not seem as big as it is when you're on the same boat with two people, and there are things that need to be taken care of while you're away at sea. I said, taken care of? What do you mean? Because I wanted to make dead sure and clear. I wanted to be very clear that I knew what he was talking about. He says, well, I mean, we can't go on the boat until we know we get along personally and sexually. I mean, that's a long time to be away from people. And I looked at him and I sort of tilted my head. And, you know, I'm liberal enough to agree with what he said. I said, you're right. And inside my head, I'm thinking, well, you know what? I'm just about to put my house on the market. I've pretty much made that decision. So what's the difference if I'm on a boat for months at a time or I just keep my house for right now? It still gets me out of here and I would enjoy adventurous times at sea and hopefully get along with the man because I can't imagine having to buy a ticket to find my own way home. But it's nothing I wouldn't entertain doing. And I can work from anywhere. And then he proceeded to say that he owned this yacht. He owned a slip in Key Largo. He owned a slip in the Bahamas. So he obviously had a lot of money. And he was retired from three governmental-type jobs one including the military. So he was pretty well taken care of and he had money on the side. So the thoughts going through my head are, okay, he's a bit of an extremist. He's a bit of a free thinker. He is a nonconformist. And who knows, maybe I'll like him sexually. Maybe he'll kickstart me again. I don't know. My mind is wide open. And then he said something that just blew my mind. (laughs) He said, you know, as long as we are on board and when we pull into dock and, you know, go sightseeing and go to dinners and things like that, he says, you know that you'll buy your own food and buy your own little trinkets and things you want. And I stopped and I looked at him like he was speaking with forked tongue. I said to him, you expect me to travel with you and be your sexual companion, help you dock the boat, give everything of myself to you and you only, and you think I'm going to pay for my own food? And if I want a t-shirt on the fucking dock, you're not going to buy it? This is not happening. Would you say that? And if you wouldn't say it, would you at least think it? Would you even at least put yourself in this position? This is why I get in trouble, because I put myself in so many different risky situations. But what's life without risk? So he looks at me and says, well, yes. I said, you know who you remind me of? Rockefeller. Rockefeller would pay for everything. He was a multi-billionaire, except when he would host parties, he would make sure that the company that was coming to the party would pay for their own water. That's what you sound like, eccentric. He says, well, I'll take that as a compliment. He stands up. He takes out his wallet, asks for the bill, pays it. I said to him, would you like me to contribute towards the bill? God forbid I owe him something in another lifetime. He says, no, 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 I got it, pays it, doesn't sit back down, holds his hand out to me, 
shakes my hand and says, Robin, it's been a pleasure meeting you. And I'm thinking to myself, thank God he's leaving. But what an experience. So here's the bottom line with me. By the way, I met somebody else at that bar and had a great time after he left. (laughs) So there's always a silver lining. (laughs) The bottom line for me is in my head and in my heart, I'm really having a hard time getting myself, as I said, kickstarted one more time. It's going to take that right guy. And I bet the same thing will happen with you. If you can talk to your husband and make him be the right guy, more power to you. If not, it's just got to be that guy that has that look in his eye, that tone in his voice, that almost dominant side that can just pull you as if he had an imaginary rope tied around your waist, just pull you close, pull you in and tilt your head back and just slowly kiss you. I think that'll wake us up. Isn't it a great thought? I want that. I need that. I need to get myself back on track. I need the old me to be the new me. (laughs) Let me ask you this. Sometimes when you and your husband are watching TV and there comes a sexy, steamy scene on the program, don't you feel uncomfortable? I remember having to leave the room with my husband, because I missed that so much that I couldn't bear to sit across from him and watch somebody else do it. And I never understood how there was never an expression on his face. How did he not know what I was feeling? That lack of passion. I can't live without it. I can't live properly, correctly, Without that imaginary draw to another person, I need it. Have you been this way as a woman? You grew up with your mom and dad. You might have had a few years on your own, not too many. And then you had a boyfriend. Or maybe you had a boyfriend all the way straight through. And then you got married, and you were married for 20, 25 years. And then maybe all of a sudden things didn't work and now you're divorced. Have you noticed all of the things you don't know how to do on your own because we always depended on our husbands or fathers or boyfriends to do these things for us? Hell, I was 55 years old before I learned how to light a gas grill. I didn't know how to open the flue in my fireplace and the fire department showed up, naturally. There are so many things I don't know how to do. And you know what? I don't really want to know how to do them. I want to have that man back in my life so that he'll do them. It's that feeling of being protected, safe, desired, willing to do anything in the world for me because I turn him on. I like that. Don't you? Seduction is a lost art. It's time to start practicing it again. Try that. Try taking one piece of clothing off at a time, and if he's not paying attention, stop. Make him look at you. Make him watch. He'll say something stupid like, what are you doing? Come on, let's go. Hold your ground. One 
button at a time. Make him want more. Make him reach for you. If he wants you, he'll get out of that bed and he will walk around. He will touch you, kiss you, take you by the hand, and pull you into that bed. Make him want you. It's called seduction. And you know what? Every man wants it. Trust me. Now, if you want to share a story with me about something you've done, it can be very personal. You can email me. You don't even have to leave a review or click on a gold star on iTunes or whatever podcast you're listening on. Tell me your story at robinmarshallsugarmom at gmail.com. And you know what else? You can go to my website, sugarmom.net. Anything you write me is private, personal. Like I say all the time, isn't it fun to compare notes? Sex should be hotter than hell. It's something we should always want. More than men. Chances are we already do. They just like to think they want it more than us. (laughs) It's our little secret. We want it more. We just spread it out. Because if we give in too often, they get tired. They don't fulfill us. So it's just timing. Maybe you even have to skip a day just to make sure they're ready for you the following day. They don't need to know this stuff. You and I are the only ones that need to know. And I'm right, aren't I? You've been listening to Robin Marshall, also known as Sugar Mom. Write me, robinmarshallsugarmom at gmail.com. I would love to know I'm not the only one that thinks this way. And if you do want to click a gold star, go for it. But I am not insisting anymore. Hell to the no. I don't care who gets mad at me or who doesn't. This is the way I believe it should be done. And I have never done things the way other people tell me to do them. I am very non-traditional. There's a shock. And I'm doing it my way now. No more begging for reviews and stars and all that other bullshit. Just write me. I do want to get to know you. And if you write me, here's the only fluffy part of this whole podcast. I'm sitting with a lot of Sugar Mom t-shirts. I would love to give you one. So if you do leave a review and you do email me, don't forget to put the size of your t-shirt and your address because, you know, I'm not Kreskin here. (laughs) I might know how to do certain things very, very well, but I don't know how to read your mind to know where to send the shirt to. And I'm going to send you one of my Sugar Mom t-shirts. And then we can say we belong to the same club, the same mindset. And everybody will ask you, I guarantee you, because I've done it several times, every single person you come in contact with when you wear that shirt will ask you, what's a Sugar Mom? And then you're going to say, well... Go listen to this podcast. Her name is Robin, and you can find her on iTunes. And it's called Sugar Mom. She'll tell you what I can't. But basically, it's strong women that are passionate women that know what they want and know how to go after it. 
at maybe 40, 50, 60 years old. We all know that it's me time. See? It's as simple as that. Love you much. Talk again. It's Robin Marshall, Sugar Mom. Westwood One Podcast Production.